Professionals take your business to the next level. Get ready to ride along on our inaugural summer road tour powered by Echo and their amazing lineup of products online at echo-usa.com. We are traveling the country, talking with green industry leaders, discovering best practices and practical strategies to maximize profits. Now, here's your host, Paul Jamison. What's up, everybody? We are here in Maryland. I'm excited to have Zach Jones joining me here. We're at the Westin Hotel in Baltimore, Maryland. And uh, then we're going to head down to Annapolis, and uh, I'm going to put my tourism hat on. Try not to embarrass you, buddy. (laughs) Check it out down there. Now, Zach uh, has been on the show before, and I think this is super cool what you're doing at McHale Landscape. So you graduated from Maryland, and now you work for a top 100 landscape uh, company, but your desire is to own your own business one day. And the reason I want to have you back on the show, Zach, is because a lot of us, we just run full speed, 100 miles per hour into our business and mess everything up and then learn along the way and make adjustments, pivots. And then we iron it out and we have a successful business and some people fail. You went and got a great education, University of Maryland. Then you joined a top 100 landscape company, McHale Landscape Design here in Maryland. And they know that you want to uh, have your own business one day, but you went through the education route, working for this awesome, reputable company that does, what, $27 million a year in revenue? Yep. And yep. so I'm impressed by you, young man, and I think this is a great blueprint for a lot of these 13, 14-year-old teenagers that listen to Brian Fullerton and Julio and myself to hear the way you went about doing this because working for a big company, even if it's just for a season, you will learn so much that 10 years from now when you do have your company you're going to be doing things so meticulously, so calculated, and so correctly that your business is going to be booming like crazy. So this investment you're making at this stage of your life, when you're in your 40s, I mean, you're going to be a multimillionaire, my guy. So it's going to be awesome. <laughs> well, I appreciate you having me on the show, Paul, and I appreciate you having me last time. Uh, as Ever since the last podcast, it's been a great experience. I can't tell you how many people have reached out to me just from hearing the podcast. Um and they reached out to me on Instagram, and it's been great ever since. My man Kyle Parks, shout out to him. Done a lot of conversations with him, Iron Sharpening Iron. And, uh, yeah, super, super excited to be back on here and uh, kind of get a little insight, give a little insight to the guys out there who, you know, might not think that education is an opportunity in this industry. If they don't want to go to college, uh, that's totally cool. But, you know, they can always broaden their uh horizons with certifications and allow themselves to charge those premium prices because they're educated. Yeah. My friend, Jamie's, she's got a Georgia certified landscape professional. I mean, it's a tough test that you have to go through to get that, the G clip, but she certainly charges premium pricing, but she gets it because she attracts this customer 
that they want it done right. They want the best, and yep. they know. I mean, her price guarantee she's going to be a lot higher price than uh, Rick's mowing. <laughs> she doesn't do mowing, but you know what I mean, the, the average guy. But she has all those certifications next to her name, and that I mean, when she shows up on the property, you know, she's got so much confidence because she's going to knock it out of the park. But she also has the certifications, education, and and you charge that premium pricing. So absolutely, that's awesome. 100%. Yeah, and uh, it's been super fun working for McHale. Um, as you mentioned in the intro, um, they're well aware that I want to own a company one day. And when I had my interview, I told them that, like, that's my end goal. And they're like, perfect. Mm -hmm. Like, we're going to give you the resources. We're going to educate you. You're a smart individual. Like, we're going to give you the resources that you don't find in college. And, uh, give you the ability to run your own company one day yeah and they're smart it's a win-win because you're a sharp guy you're a college graduate you, you can't you got to be smart to graduate with a bachelor degree correct from big 10 school university of maryland and from their perspective they're going to get a great you know work ethic out of you and that in all around i think it's a great move for you because you told me your salary off air and you're making more money than a lot of these guys who have their own business but those first couple of years, it's so hard to be profitable because there's so much investment. There's so much that goes into getting the business started with all the equipment, you know, accusations and all the mistakes you make. And, and so you're really avoiding all that. And hopefully you'll be smart with this nice salary that you have to bank some of that. So when you do start your business, just keep accumulating that money into tens of thousands of dollars so you can go out and buy the, the appropriate equipment for the niche that you want to focus in and, and hopefully you can start your business debt free and then with the education and knowledge you have from university of maryland and then i think you're going to get even more of a, a perspective from working for a top 100 company of you know be paying attention to every little detail why they do what they do because you don't uh steward 27 million dollars half half you know half butt they know what they're doing so you know be like you're an undercover investigator when you're in there because yep. you can learn so much from these guys and uh, be professional be polite be appreciative be grateful to mikhail for this opportunity but i think this is just a, I think this is a really a blueprint that a lot of you guys who are younger that are listening to me really need to consider the way zach's going about this i think this is a brilliant uh, path yeah and uh just a little plug for Mikhail. I mean, great company, you know, owned by two brothers. They started it right out of college. One majored in management, one ma majored in landscape design. He's a landscape architect. And now their children are involved in the business. There, there's probably 10 Mikhails that work for Mikhail Landscape Design. So when you talk about company culture, like the, the company culture is top notch. Like mm -hmm. people enjoy coming to work. People know the, the Mikhails care. They care about their people. They pay their people well. That's why they have premium prices. That's why they're a high-end residential landscape firm. They're working for, you know, the clients that you have. Mm -hmm. You know, you talk about all the time on the podcast working for the uh, Falcons. Yeah, or, yeah it, I do the defensive coordinator, the captain, yeah. and, uh, you know, players, coaches, yeah. Yeah. Big, big money, big money properties, man. They, they want it looking nice, and they're, they, they'll spend the money. They have the money, and they'll spend it. Yeah, and absolutely. So, like... When, uh, so like company culture, they, you know, they have those clientele, therefore they charge premium prices. They pay their people well, they reinvest into the business. They want to continue improving, uh, for the health of the business and yeah. it, it shows and it, it's really great. It's really cool. And I, I enjoy going to work every day. Um, 
I don't see it as, um, like, obviously I want to own my own business one day, but I know, like, when you hear Keith Kelfis, Keith Kelfis, when he was working for a landscape company, he, he hated it. Like, he hated going to work. And uh, he, it was a dead-end job for him because he didn't have that opportunity to grow. At McHale, like, there's a lot of opportunity for me to grow if I want to, and I'm going to take advantage of that before I go out and start my own business because I need to see all those levels of the company before I go all in. Um, and so it's really, it's really cool. It's yeah, really cool. and just your professionalism. You know, you showed up here at the, the hotel on a Saturday morning looking sharp with your Under Armour McHale golf shirt on and just, you know, the way you carried yourself, I, I can tell that uh, McHale, you know, definitely has that company culture of excellence and professionalism and you really do stand out like a sore thumb when you carry yourself that way in this industry that has a lot of folks that don't have that professionalism. And uh, if you're going to attract customers that are going to pay a, a good price for, you know, quality service, you, you want to be as professional as possible. And you brought up something, Zach, that uh, really, you know, got me thinking uh, about the future. I was talking with um, Nick Carlson yesterday from Maltramate about the billions and billions and billions of dollars that are spent on landscaping, lawn maintenance, lawn care with fertilizer and, and weed control, the landscape enhancements, the um, there you know all the different niches in this industry amount to billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars being spent, and so you know we all want a piece of that pie, and, and uh, there's so much opportunity here, and so I think that. Uh, you're going to be able to maximize, you know, how much of that pie funnels and, and, and um, comes into your wallet and into your future family uh, by, you know, being this, being such a good learner and being such a good student. I, I'll meet, you know, kids, teenagers and stuff like that. And, and they have this arrogance, like, I know what I'm doing. I got to figure it out. And like, I'm like, the, the way they talk to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, man, you, you, you have no, you're a teenager, dude. Like, Stop thinking you're an all-star just because you got a couple trucks and, you know, a little bit of money in the bank. Like, we always want to be students. Keith Kalfas, always learning. Brian always. Fullerton, always, always learning. These, these guys that are that are excelling in this industry, not just on the social media, but on the landscaping side, they're always learning. They're always – my friend Jamie Zach, I mean, this woman knows so much about landscaping, and she's always asking questions. She's always learning. And so I just think that uh, you know, how, how can we connect the dots from the billions – of, of revenue that's spent in this industry, you know, how can we channel that into our um, bank accounts, into our life? Not because money's money, money answers a lot, but there's, um, there's more options in life when you have money. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. And like, just going back to like the type of clientele that Mikhail does work for that you do work for. I listened to your podcast on relational intelligence mm. and I'm going to have to listen to that like five more times. Not going to lie. Cause like when you show up on a property with these types of clients, you, you th there's a language. It's not, it, it's not just talking like you and me, like there is a language that you need to speak. These people are intelligent. They know exactly what they want. They know exactly what they're paying for. And they know if people are trying to like, you know, get something over on them, which not that Mikhail is trying to do that, but you need to be efficient and good at communication to the client because if they interpret something the wrong way, like 
just like that, like something flips a lid and things can go really bad really quick if you don't communicate effectively. Yeah. When you get into high, high end clientele, you don't have to get into high end clientele. That's just how I built my business. And, and yeah. but when you get into high end clientele, these folks are used to spending money on their kitchen renovation, on their bathroom renovation, on, you know, all kind of updates inside the home, outside the home. And, and they, you know, have the money to spend it on these luxury services and so they've communicated with contractors uh, at so many levels over the years. You know, I just think about my customers and I'll be over there. And then, you know, these people are so rich, Zach, the, uh, the truck pulls up. It was the grill cleaner. I'm like, when I grew up, we didn't have someone come over. <laughs> my, you know, my dad said, get out there and scrub the grill, clean it. And these rich folk have, you know, literally I was, I was out there with the irrigation specialist. We were working on a project uh, or uh, fixing something up. And he's like, look at that, Paul. And, 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 and it, you know, on the, the lettering of the truck was, you know, grill cleaning. And I'm like, I didn't even know that existed. But I didn't when, either yeah, when until you get, just now. Yeah, when you get ri- <laughs> around the one percenters, they have people coming out to their home to clean the grill. And then the massage, this one, I have one customer who gets a massage every single day. The lady <laughs> drives over, gives them a massage every single day. And uh, while the babysitters, you know, the nanny's watching the kids and, and his wife's in the family room watching TV, sitting there, you know, gets a massage and, and just all these things that you, you can't compute. But anyway, the reason I say all that is there's, they spend money on grill cleaning and, and, you know, all this craziness, not craziness in a bad way, but just all these things that doesn't compute to our brain. And so when they go to, they'll spend money on landscaping, but we need to win them over with clean communication, professionalism. Here's the service I'm going to provide. Here's how much it's going to cost with the confidence. And, and those are the customers that I like to have that, you know, want everything pristine and perfect. And, and that's just kind of the niche that I went for. So, yeah, absolutely. And I don't know if it's the same for you being working for these clientele, but I know for Mikhail, like we're trying to do a lot of stuff in house. Mm-hmm. So that way we limit the amount of subcontractors that we need. Because, you know, subcontractors can be kind of hard to control. You don't know all the time who you're hiring. You got to manage, like, are things being done right? Whereas if everything stays in-house, it's easy to be like, okay, my guys are going to be here that day. And I can easily control, like, the quality of that work because they're my guys. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, at McHale, we've got carpentry crews. Oh, wow. Masonry crews. Yeah. Hardscape crews. Landscape crews. Landscape maintenance fertilization, weed control, uh, pest management. And, you know, we try and limit the amount of subcontracting that we're doing. Um, now for like weed control, fertilization and pest control, we only have two guys that are on that right now. So we Mm -hmm. do have to sub out a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, we have a plant healthcare specialist. He Mm -hmm. got an education and he's like, he's the guy. Mm -hmm. He's awesome. Um, So, you know, we're trying to expand that side of the business, try and get more uh, top talent, you know, get those people who are educated um, and try and expand that side of the business. Yeah, and I think it's going to be interesting for you when you do launch your business one day of, of, of learning this culture of how you recruit, attract and, and then keep, you know, quality employees that are going to be on your team one day how Mikhail does it and, and learn the good, you know, that they do and, and, and take those best practices and implement that into your business because that's one challenge that I've noticed over 10 years is how do you find quality employees? How do you find even quality subcontractors? Because I can't, 
I, I, I'm not a $27 million a year revenue company. I can't do everything in-house and I don't want to do everything in-house the stage of where I'm at in my life. And so I do need subcontractors. So finding subcontractors that are reputable, that you trust, that you have a great relationship with, great communication with, and, and that's going to take a lot of, you know, scaling through and scanning and vetting who's a quality subcontractor because we, we all can't have you know, everything in-house and possibly that's a goal for some people and you can work your way into what Mikhail's doing and, and these other top 100 companies. But just be, you know, very careful as we build out our teams, whether it's through subcontractors or through employees having the right people on the bus. Because I've, I've had some subcontractors that it's embarrassing that, to, that I was so, you know, I, I was so poor vetting that I let these guys deal with my customers and it made me look bad. And then thank God, I have awesome subcon awesome awesome subcontractors now that I I trust fully and what happens is my customers have such a high quality experience let's say my tree guy chance goes out there or Jamie who I mentioned earlier or my stump grinder Scotty or uh, Rich the irrigation guy I, mean, I got all these people that are so trustworthy then what happens is you know they call me and say oh Paul Paul you know I, I need this tree whatever and I send Chance out Wrigley Tree Service shout outs to them. They go do a great job, and then what happens? My customer had such a positive experience that made me look good. They, oh, thanks again, Paul. Chance was so great. Or, oh, thanks again, Paul. Scotty did such a good job with the stumps. And whoever the subcontractor is, it, it reflects back on me whether they do good or bad. And now I've gotten into the flow in my business where they do excellent, and it just it just builds me up. 100%. And, you know, we, we take a lot of time in trying to find those quality subcontractors because – being the company that we are, we don't want one of our clients to have one of those bad experiences. Um, we we do a lot of subcontracting with Bartlett Tree experts, mm -hmm. um, and they, you know, their team is very driven on like the science behind trees, the science in arbor culture, and they're they they do great work. Um, and so, if we need stuff diagnosed, like they'll come out and take a look at it. They can send it to the lab diagnose it and then get back to us with what we need to do about it. Um, so like I said, we, we just find quality subcontractors. So that way we don't have those, you know, conflicting situations of that bad experience. Yeah. And I think something that's cool for you, Zach, is you're getting to really feel out what part of this industry do you most enjoy? Because the needs are there for people to cut the grass, do the lawn maintenance. The needs are there for landscape enhancements. People need their plants, their trees, their mulch, their all those enhancements need and done. You know, the folks with a little bit more luxury money, you know, spend on part of money to spend on luxury are going to do hardscape upgrades throughout their time as a homeowner to, you know, up, update the back patio or whatever kind of hardscaping is going to be need needing done and of course fertilizer and weed control and then the irrigation is going to need installed you can go on and on and on so really finding out which one of those do you most enjoy doing and then once you kind of know man i really like working with this part of the industry that you know really niching down to figure out how to run that as profitable as possible because i really think that when we're under a million dollars in revenue we have to be so niche down because even at McHale, you know, not all these divisions are, they, they have to have their sweet spots of divisions that are just their money-making profitable. I had a friend who does, you know, back in Georgia, they do 16 million a year and they don't barely make any money on, on some of their divisions, but they have those divisions just so that they can um, funnel in customers to the division 
where is their money maker, which is landscape enhancements. They just they, they, that's their, you know, I think they do twelve million a year in landscape enhancements at a high profit margin, and every you know, it's everything's so niche to that. But they have they have these other divisions to kind of funnel in to that division, you know. So I just I would just be keeping your hat, you know, that that investigative hat on is which one of these departments do I you know when I launch my business do I want to have a heavy emphasis on because you can't do it all every you know the first few years you got to kind of pick your pick your spots you know right and uh you know uh, for those who don't know for those who didn't listen to the last podcast my job title at McHale is an assistant account manager um and so that's basically uh me helping out actually one of the sons who uh his father owns the business. Um, so I help him out in his role, which is, you know, he's the manager of a million dollars worth of work, roughly Mm -hmm. all maintenance work, maintenance enhancements. Like, you know, we do the maintenance and they try, he dishes out proposals every single day, trying to sell those enhancements. And then, uh, he can pass those off if he sells enhancements, he can pass that off to the enhancement manager or to our maintenance team. If it's small enough, and then we can So you guys do lawn mowing? Yeah. Lawn maintenance? Okay. Yeah. So uh, just a little background on McHale. McHale was started in 1983 as a sole design build firm. All we did was design and build. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was in 2000, 2000, we decided to make the leap into maintenance mm-hmm. because we wanted to be a one-stop shop for our clients. Um, and we didn't want... We didn't want our, from what I understand, and it's totally understandable from a business standpoint when you're at this caliber that Mikhail is, but we they didn't want their name on a property where certain, oh. certain, certain things weren't looking good. You know, we designed, yeah. we designed, we built, but the lawn looks like crap. Yeah. So we wanted total control of the property so that way we can say... This is a McHale property. That's beautiful. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And so, but again, so going back to the niche thing, McHale found their niche when they started in 1983. They were solely design build. Uh, You know, one brother went to school for design. One brother went to school for management. They merged those two and they built a design build firm together. And then in 19, uh, or then in 2000, they made that leap into maintenance as well. Yeah, and if you're going to have any longevity in this game, th- you got to take that passion that Mikhail has for excellence for that's a Mikhail property. That looks so good. I have a friend Kenny and uh w- we have a neighborhood in Atlanta that's just, you know, fancy schmancy. We got yeah, I think his name's Usher and uh Wendy Houston back in the day, you know, when she was still on the earth, uh, she lived there, Justin Bieber, all these folks live in this really nice neighborhood in Atlanta and and I remember Kenny the first time he uh, he had me drive the truck through there because he was on vacation. He had a one of these Zuzu box trucks. You know nice, what I mean? He's, he's nice. like, man, I'll pay you if you'll go in, do my properties <laughs> um, while I'm on vacation. And uh, I was like, all right, I got it. I got it. And he like, he kept like hammering home. He's like, you got to do a perfect job. Like you got to like, you know, he's like, I don't care. I'll pay you whatever. It's just, it's got to be perfect. Like don't rush through nothing. I need it perfect. I need, you know, send me a pig. Be... He was so passionate. You know, the words he kept using was, it's got to be perfect. It's got to be. Uh, cause his, his, um, 
his name was on these properties. You know what I mean? It's beautiful, man. I mean, it's, these houses are, you have to go through a gate just to get in the neighborhood and then like usher in these guys. I got another gate just to get to their house. These houses are just humongous. I like it. I went into Paul's 8-track tape collection to pull some ATL beats for our intermission music. You know how baseball players have their walk-up music before they come to the plate? Uh, Back in the day, I was a big Chipper Jones fan. Of course, he always had Ozzy's crazy train firing up. Paul, little known fact, Paul actually has uh, a selection of drive-up tunes. Not sure that's best practices at 7 a.m. as you're pulling into a job site. Uh, Maybe you could do a future episode on everybody's go-to jam to get their motors running. This is Mr. Producer. You're checking out our first annual Green Industry Podcast Summer Road Tour, sponsored, of course, by Echo, makers of the Echo X series of brush cutters. Those are known for their power, comfort, and stability. You can learn more at echo-usa.com. And Paul, he'll be right back. Lawn and landscape pros need to keep their competitive edge, and the easiest way to do that is by attending GIE Plus Expo this October 21st through the 23rd. There's only one word to describe the biggest action-packed experience in the outdoor equipment industry. Wow! Over a thousand indoor exhibits wall-to-wall with innovative products and the latest technology. Talk face-to-face with the engineers that design your favorite equipment. Then step outside and dive into the hands-on demo area where you can drive, dig, and compare equipment to your heart's delight. This year, the wow gets even bigger with the new UTV test track, the hands-on drone zone, and free parking. <laughs> free parking! Register now at GIE-Expo.com and we'll see you in Louisville, Kentucky this October. The HardscapeAcademy.com is the place to go to become the next professional hardscaper. Check out Caleb Allman's How to Install Pavers and How to Install Retaining Walls Comprehensive Guides. You will learn all the techniques and information necessary to perform the installation of these features based on industry standards, including tips and tricks that Caleb has learned over the past 20 years of hardscaping. The courses are immediately available via online streaming for just $99 each. Go to the HardscapeAcademy.com and that link is in today's show notes. He was so passionate. You know, the words he kept using was, it's got to be perfect. It's got to be, because uh, his his um his name was on these properties. You know what I mean? It's beautiful, man. I mean, it's, these houses are, you have to go through a gate just to get in the neighborhood and then like usher in these guys. I got another gate just to get to their house. These houses are just humongous. And, uh, but I was just, because I think that was the first year I was in business. No, it was the second year I was in business. And I just remember the the passion that Kenny has for his properties to just be perfect and to to, to look great. It it rubbed off on me. And and he even, you know, he even as he kind of has mentored me through the years, has encouraged me, you know, you 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 this is like art, you know what I mean? You want it to be perfect. And there's obviously biology involved of of its living organ. I mean living organisms in the sense that the stuff's growing, it's got life to it. And it's, you know, we're manicuring it or creating it and, and putting it in place. And it's just, you know, having that passion for our work that let's make these things look beautiful. And then when you connect that to accurately running the machine of creating company culture and pricing things correctly, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a great industry when it's done well. Absolutely. Absolutely. hundred percent. And, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I just echo everything you just said. Like, it, Mikhail is all about taking pride in your work. And, you know, I'm looking at a folder right now that I got from Mikhail, and Mikhail's slogan is 
a tradition of design excellence and superior craftsmanship. Mm. Superior and, craftsmanship. I like and, that. And that, that to me is just the perfect slogan because that covers all bases for carpentry, masonry, landscape. They're, that, that just says it all. That says we do it all. We're good at what we do. And please like allow us to have the honor of serving your property. That's awesome. So, um, I guess I guess I'll kind of go into. I rubbed on it briefly, but I'll go into what my roles are, um, like job responsibilities and yeah. whatnot. So, um, as an assistant account manager, I attend weekly maintenance and production meetings, preparing cost estimates, contracts, invoices, uh, locating plant material for jobs, uh, assistance, selling maintenance services, and extra work. Uh, I kind of joined the ball late on this, but we'll do it in the fall. Small-scale design work and seasonal color rotations, so I'll start doing that in the fall when we do the seasonal color. Um, Prepare daily worksheets for field crews. So, like, the program we use at McHale, it's called Asset. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the day before, uh, so, like, on Sunday, I dispatch for Monday. I go into Asset and... I dispatch all the tasks that we're going to be doing on Monday, like every property that we're mowing, every property that we're doing detail on, weeding, pruning, all that good stuff. Um, And then in the morning, I got to print out those worksheets, and then the production manager communicates to the field crews, like anything specific that they have to do on each property. Um, And then a lot of site visits with field crews, managers, and clientele. And then I also have to log the daily worksheets. So I have to go into Excel the day after. So on Tuesday, the guys will give me their worksheets from Monday. And I have to go in and log, like, what properties got mowed, what properties got detailed, because all that's contract work. So we we track it. So, like, if a client gets 29 mows per year, we're tracking how many mows they've gotten. So then that way, when we get to 29, it's like, mm-hmm. that's it. Mm-hmm. Same with detail. Like some properties, like I know one property, one property gets detailed 44 times a season. Wow. These people pay us every single week to come there and weed and prune. It's absolutely insane. The budget's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so then that that stuff gets tracked as well. So then once we get to 44 detail visits, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's kind of a little insight as to what I do on a daily basis. Things are crazy. <laughs> yeah, but back to these, because we have so many teenagers that are tracking with this show, and I appreciate you guys listening, and I, I hope that you see, and there's nothing wrong with being, you know, a 14-year-old kid, not kid, but you know what I mean, 14 years old. Yeah. And out there in the field and just figuring out as you go. I mean, that's how I came up in the industry. I just want you guys to hear this unique perspective of what it's like to work behind the scenes at a top 100 landscape company, how they do the, the detail visits, how they do, what was the 29 regular? 20, well, whatever it is. Like some properties, you know, might get 32 mows. Some properties okay. might get 29. But I, just the training that yeah. you're getting in tracking yep. the details of the services and the yep. the the back end work here when you have your business one day you're going to learn these structures and these systems and you'll watch this evolve if you if you track with Mikhail for several years the yep. just the technology is so awesome it's coming out i just had uh, toro on on the 
phone a few weeks ago. We had uh, Chris Vachman on, and he was telling us about the Horizon 360 uh, CRM that they're coming out with that you put the technology, you put it on your mower and it like tracks you where, you know, when you clock into the property, when you cross, I mean, it's just crazy. Wow. The technology that's coming out to help us with the, you know, analytics and the, the backend work with the, you know, the, um, just advancements that we're seeing with technology. We, we have to be on the cutting edge of that as business owners, so that we can track what's going on in our business. We, we know the pulse of what our time's going to, what our prices are, you know, what our profit margins are, and, and being diligent to know all of this and have it documented and then you know, study it and, and get better and better. So I just think for the 14-year-old kid listening that might just know the field side of things to know this business side of things, and when you merge those together, because it's so hard when you, you guys have how many employees, 260? Yeah, roughly. Yeah, when we get started, we have one. <laughs> yeah, us. right. It's right. us. Yeah, we're the uh, you know service provider out in the field with the sweat. You know, actually pruning the bushes and pulling the weeds and cutting the grass and and edging everything. And we're also the guy, the CEO, making the decisions. We're also the, the secretary. The secretary. We're the everything. We're wearing <laughs> everything. We're wearing all the hats. And I just think it's so smart for you to to get this training, education, learn all the hats, learn the most efficiencies. That you don't get twenty six, uh, twenty six million, twenty seven, twenty seven million dollars a year revenue with two hundred and sixty employees. I mean, you're learning their best practices that have taken them, you know, countless failures and mistakes of since nineteen eighty three. I mean, the twists and turns and pivots and adjustments, and then the technology. It, Increase over the last couple decades. I mean, you the, these guys have figured it out. So, and then you're learning from them. So it's kind of like if you ever heard the floor and the ceiling, you know, analogy. It's like their ceiling is becoming your floor. Like you're learning where they're at now with yeah. 260 employees, 27 million dollars revenue, all this wisdom that they've gained over the years to run this business as efficiently as possible. You're getting that firsthand. So you know, let's fast forward 10 years from now when you start your business. Like you're just the success you're gonna have early on. Where for myself, Zach, I had my first three years in business were um, not profitable. It yep. was stressful. Yep. It was anxiety. It was putting out fires left and right of mistakes that I made because I didn't know any better. And you're gonna avoid. I mean, it's, I'm not want to make it sound like you're gonna start your business and it's gonna be perfect. No, but it's gonna not. be. The experience that you're going to have, the education you're going to have, the the, the the thoughtfulness of why you're going to do what you're going to do, I'm, I'm going to be um, betting that you're going to be extremely successful well, I appreciate in, in, that. in your business. And you're going to be successful until then. I mean, you, you told me your salary, you know, off air. You just live simple. Don't Don't be blowing your money. You know, <laughs> live with a gigantic margin in between your lifestyle and wh- what you make. Yeah, and you want your lifestyle to be way less than that. Yep, and you and then save that money, put it yep. put it away, and build it up. So when you can start your business, you know you don't want to go out and go deep into debt to get everything. You can pay cash for a lot of you know what you need if you save it now. So yeah, and you say it every podcast: live be- below your means. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. Uh, How old are you? Twenty three. 23, all right. Yeah, just graduated college. So, um, And, like, um, you know, just a little plug for 
all the guys who are younger, while you're young, save and say not only save your money, but invest that money and save for retirement. Like I, I've got a retirement account set up. I've had set up for a few years now and I max it out every year. Mm-hmm. You max it out. You put that money away. You know, if you live below your means, like me and Paul are talking about here, you you can stack that money away and you're going to have a very fruitful retirement. You're going to be living very well once you're retired and you aren't working anymore. And you, you're going to like just say saving now pays off in the long term. Like you might not be able to buy, you know, all the fancy stuff that Paul and I are talking about you know, the $15,000 mower, but, um, it's going to pay off in the long run, you know, set up a Roth IRA, you know, get a financial advisor. I meet with my financial advisor probably four times a year. Um, and I've met with her a lot over the past couple months, uh, just trying to get things set up before taking, uh, taking this job with Mikhail to kind of figure out, you know, what are my finances? What are my expenses? What can I invest? And what do I need to keep to pay my bills? What do I need to keep in my bank account? So, yeah, that's, that's really smart. And it's, it's kind of like two different machines here. Cause you got your personal life where you got to pay your rent. You got to yep. pay your, you know, gas and the food and yep. all your basic living expenses. Yep. And then you want to have the margin to save for the future. And if you have any debts, you want to get those cleaned up and out of your life once and for all. But then on the business side, you're you're learning the operations. It's, it's the same principles. It's just the, the expenses are a little bit different. The expenses are general liability insurance and all your yep. workers' uh, comp and insurances and then taxes and then, you know, um, all the various uh, equipment purchases and equipment repairs and then... You know the biggest expense in any business is the employees yep, out of that. Labor. Yeah, that, the, yep. the labor is the. You know, if you look at a pie chart, that's where the majority of the money goes. But it's the same principles of, of of running that operation the same way you do as your household, where there's that margin. And I yep. think the uh, education you're getting is really training you in that because it can be intimidating when you start a business and you have you have all these people pulling at your money that the, the expenses that, Oh, I need a new, I need a new this. I need a new that. I need, I need this. And, and really, you know, calculating what is the ROI. If I buy that piece of machine and I'm only using it for three jobs a year, I don't care. I don't need to, I could just go rent that and, and, and use it for the three times a year. And really, cause our money's finite, whether you got 10 bucks, 10,000 bucks or 10 million bucks or more, it's, it's finite. And we, we gotta, yeah. we gotta manage it. Um, very meticulously as, as a business owner because we can justify, oh, yeah, yeah, I need that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I need that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I need that. And and next thing you know, we spent more money than we made. so Exactly, exactly. And uh, it, it kind of blew my mind when I joined Mikhail. I was like, you know, just trying to wrap my head around, like, how are they able to, like, offer all these services? Like, mm-hmm. that's so much equipment, that's so many trucks for all these divisions. And then, you know you look at the type of work that they're doing and they're doing the work every single day to pay for each piece of that machinery. Mm-hmm. Like there, there isn't a piece of machinery sitting still in that yard mm-hmm. and it just blows my mind. You know, you've got carpentry crews, masonry crews, landscape crews, like each division is hustling every single day. Each piece of equipment is being used. 
each of a piece of equipment is being paid for and getting that ROI. Yeah. It's, it's just phenomenal. Yeah. And, and it, it's good to have that angle in mind of, of what, for you to be thinking long-term, what division do you want to be your niche division? Like, what do you want to be your breadwinner, your, your wheelhouse, your sweet spot? And then as you, you know, custom create a, a financial plan to get the equipment for that specific wheelhouse. I've thought, I've thought so many times about starting a sod company. I have the name for it. I just, the, the, the reason I haven't launched it is because of time uh, it, to be honest. But I was like, man, I, I could do a company that we only do sod. I can get a great truck that, you know, can carry the weight of the sod and have, you know, all just everything niched specifically for sod and go out and crush it and, 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 you know, build that business. And, and then I got other ideas for other businesses you know, like that, but I think it's, it's good for you to find what do you enjoy doing the most out of all these different services. And then when you do launch your business one day, just get the equipment around that and just go out and crush that one instead of being stretched thin. Um, cause a lot of young guys start and then the needs are there and it's hard to say no when, when, you know, Miss Susie comes out and she's like, Zach, can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do this? Can you do that? And Mikhail can, they have the equipment they have the manpower you know the labor and they have built they spread those wings and they can say yes to all that but me i can't say yes to everything because right. i i just it'll destroy me you're an owner operator you just can't do it yeah there's so not just, enough time in the day yeah so just knowing what are you going to say yes to and then what what you're going to say no to doesn't necessarily have to be you know for your competition to come in and take that revenue but you know building out Good. Con I've had to build my business, and I'm not McHale. I'm not a top 100 company, but I've built it to where if the customer asks me any question about landscaping, I have the I have enough knowledge that I can answer any question. I mean, there's probably a few that would stump me, but if they call me or FaceTime me and say, "Hey, Paul, my sprinkler, uh, you know, my sprinkler broke," I just FaceTime with the customer this week and one of these NFL people. I go FaceTime me and I FaceTime me in their garage and I walk them through how to fix their module in the garage. You yep. know what I mean? And if they have a question about plants, you know, I've I just study and study and study and study. I don't know everything, but I know enough to answer their question probably. And if it's turf, I'm turf's my my wheelhouse. If they ask me a question about the turf, I'm gonna be able to answer that. But uh, what that does is it builds your credibility with them. Like, oh man, Paul's an expert. Paul's a professional. And then I've got, I've built the subcontractor. So when they ask me, you know, hey, can you come take that tree out? Well, I'm not going to climb up in the tree with spikes and fall down and die. <laughs> but, but I know, I know Chance will go out and do that. You know what I mean? And so just, just uh, the reason I, the my point I'm trying to drill home is any service that they could possibly want to do with landscaping, if they ask me, I can get it done. Now, I personally might not do it with these hands and my truck and my equipment, but my subcontractors can go out there and they can get it done, which eventually is going to you know, impact me in a positive way. And, and with Mikhail, I mean, they sounds like they can do it all with their name on the trucks and their, you know, their representation out there. And that's, you know, that's fantastic. And so uh, I'm excited for your future, young man. I appreciate it. I appreciate the support from this podcast. It's, uh, it's been quite the journey since the last podcast i've had a lot of people reach out a lot of people following me on instagram so it's been fun yeah well, we appreciate you being on the show we appreciate echo sponsoring this tour you saw saw the echo camera the echo car that's chilling out sharp, here man yeah we're out here at the <laughs> west End and, and uh baltimore maryland and i got it parked out there 
We're going to head down to Annapolis, and I'm going to put my tourism cap on, and uh, you can show me around town. And uh, I just, I, I kept hammering something home to these young kids because I know there's so many teenagers listening to me. I just didn't want them to hear about Mikhail and think, I got to do that. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I, I got to do 27 million in revenue, and I got to build out this gigantic company because you, you just got to be very diligent with your with your plans of, of how you want to build your company and why yeah because uh, i don't want to i don't want to get a message from some 17 year old kid that burnt themselves out because they tried to do too much so no just, absolutely. just be very careful in in, in in how you build your business uh with a lot of intentionality so yeah and just backtracking a little bit like just just remember what we were talking about about mikhail earlier like mikhail started as design build they weren't doing everything from the start. Like they started out just doing landscaping, landscape design build. And then slowly over the course of the years, they were like, ooh, we're getting a lot of requests for pergolas. Maybe we need to hire some top talent so that way we can have a carpentry crew to do pergolas or yeah. home additions. Like we do gazebos all the time mm-hmm. or, you know, and then you've got the hardscaping and masonry. Like we do brickwork. Okay. We need to hire that talent now that we're getting enough work for that. And then, you know, 2000, the year 2000 comes along and they're like, you know what? We're getting a lot of, we have a lot of work. We have a lot of clients and we want to be a one-stop shop for them. So let's do the maintenance. But like, again, Mikhail didn't start out doing everything and it's been a four almost a 40 year journey and so the the temptation of our culture and our generation is people look at the mikhail's they look at the big companies that are out there and think that it's a snap of the finger that i'm going to become like that and the trap is to do the the route of debt where you're like go and borrow a bunch of things to try to you know acquire all this equipment so you can look the part and have all this stuff and then it bankrupts you and you're you're you know, I think four out of five small businesses fail in the first five years. And so you got to understand this took them 37 years to get to this point with a lot of pivots and adjustments along the way. And we just have to be, because I feel like the majority of the people that are listening to the show, you know, they just have a few crews or or some guys are even solo operators. And we just have to be, we have to be so aware that not to compare ourselves to a top 100 company and think that, you know, try to cut corners to be like them, but it took them 37 years with yep. a lot of great leadership and, you know, I don't want to use the word slow, cause, but, you know, time, 37 years. Yep. So don't expect three years from now to be where it took another company, you know, decades to get to. Yep. And uh, it's exciting though, man. I, I'm, I'm excited for when you launch your business one day, just to, you, you'll look back and, and be like, man, I'm so glad that I worked for a top 100 company because you're going to avoid so many mistakes. You're not even going to realize you avoided them. You're just going to, it's going to be common sense to you, but to the rest of us that didn't have, aren't sitting in those Monday morning meetings, learning all this stuff. We just learned it on the fly. And uh, it's awesome. The process of being expedited for you by getting this training and education. Absolutely. It's invaluable. Truly. We're cheering for you and we'll definitely have you on again down the road. Give us an update. And, Absolutely. Uh, let's go. Uh, I hope I don't embarrass you down there in Annapolis. <laughs> I, I'm a I'm a tourism. I I didn't bring Heck the fanny yeah. pack. Don't worry, Mr. Producer. He, 
he would have probably had his fanny pack walking around there. But I'll, I'll, I'll try to be a little, have a little swagger down there. But I, I will be walking around with my big old camera taking pictures. So, <laughs> all right, let's go have some fun in Annapolis. All right, see you. Uh, I, I don't get it. What's wrong with a fanny pack? Well, before we jump, just a quick reminder that Paul's e-course, his rate increase letter, and contact info all available at greenindustrypodcast.com. Tell you what, I'll put that plus links to all of our social media pages in today's description. Have an awesome day, and thanks for listening to the Green Industry Podcast. You've been listening to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. Thanks again to Echo for powering our first annual summer road tour. Check out Echo's product line at echo-usa.com. And don't forget to smash that subscribe button to stay up to date with the newest episodes as the tour rolls on. Hey, Martha, what's wrong with a fanny pack?